Can you believe in a finite object possessing infinite power? Or that a mineral can be proclaimed the medicine of the 21st century? Or that the power of nature can win over the ignorance of man? If you can, you will know why our mission is to get Shungite to the masses. You are entering the Shungite zone. This is the Shungite radio show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to Shungite Reality. It's October 24th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condent and um, Mark Joseph. Uh, I guess we're... Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to start with an update of the Bigfoot Den. So, Derek is here. I should say hi to him. Say hi to everybody. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Good morning. First show of the week. I'm a little lame here. (laughs) <laughs> and and Mark, you want to say hi? Hey, Nancy. Hey, Derek. Everybody. Can you get a little closer to your mic? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Okay. And um, so anyway, as, as I started saying, we're going to start with the uh, Bigfoot Den uh, update because it, it's, yes, it's it's a limited place for people in that area as far as being able to get there or having an interaction with. But I find it an interesting story, but also an inspiring story in that Derek is, is just demonstrating what you can do if you're in the right mindset for allowing the cosmic, you know, powers to give you things that you wouldn't have even imagined is that about the way it happened there Derek you didn't think you'd be a tavern owner did you <laughs> no I didn't think I was I don't know how many years ago now but I didn't think I'd be doing any of this stuff and I'll say um well now people do have a another reason to come visit us in person up here because now there's mystical wares and Bigfoot's den so you can get to rocks and crystals and then come over to Bigfoot's and and hang out as well uh, yeah, no, I didn't know um, I was going to get into all this or how it was going to unravel so fast either in a in a good way um, from Mystical Wares to this. And I think we've chatted about it before, but this was just even an idea in August. So, and it's already ready to go. We're literally just waiting on um, just some, some red tape right now with a, a different department. So, the health department. Um, but no, it happened fast. So, we're ready to go. We've done some photos online so i don't know we chatted about it before so i don't know how specific we want to get on nancy because i don't know how many people locally listen to this podcast but on bigfoot's den website which is you know bigfoot's hyphen den.com and it's bigfoot's plural uh you'll see the new photos i've shared and what we're doing in here there's shungite peppered throughout the place as i've mentioned before there's a sphere behind me and lots of other things um we are decking it out with Shanghai stickers and magnets and all sorts of things. So, um, yeah. And then uh, I was going to mention also we're having we're going to do a lot of events here. So we want to get into having different fairs and be you know the local rock and gem club come in or other vendors. Everybody mixed because we have enough room in here now, so we can do things like that and and then some have some education um, 
for educational classes, I guess you can say, in here as well. And I'll, I'll wait till the next hour to talk about that when hopefully Jalissa's here and joins us because she's going to be doing something fun here with the schools today. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are happening once you get going down that. I mean, it seems like you're getting all these other uh, options to for that space. It's it's like that space need had its own purpose, you know. And you know, we need to find somebody who will put us back together and do all the magical things that we can, you know. <laughs> and so then they, Derek Condit comes into the picture. Boom! Oh, let's grab him, <laughs> you know, because you just. It just every time I talk to you, you've got some other option, like, you know, the, the option for having events there. That's a that's a big thing in in a in a small town. Oh having yeah, a good place. I mean, in my town, it was the Elks Club. <laughs> Everybody got married and had parties at the Elks Club. You know, yeah. um, so it that that's a great service to the community, and you know, it's bringing the community together. Uh, I just that that's what impresses me is because we're in a in a you know a situation in in the world where you know people are all yelling at each other and fighting and carrying on so these little niches of communities that come together for whatever purpose are so important in keeping the the web of humanity alive and well in my opinion so I applaud you Derek I think it's just uh just amazing. Mark, is there something you'd like to say? Because you're one of those people that goes out and does a lot of community stuff. Um, no, it's really inspirational uh, where you can, this, it's a way to bring all sorts of people together. And then, plus you have the whole C60 and Shanghai thing there. So it's even raising the frequency. So, um, yeah, it, it would inspire other people. Where's a place like that where I live? And, and um, maybe check out Derek's place, however far it is. So um, in a way, it's like create, uh, constructing a sacred site, right? I say also, somebody don't, or don't be uh, discouraged. I would say be encouraged to make your own space. It doesn't have to be you know as big as this. It can be twice as big or smaller. It doesn't matter. But, you know, you can do your own thing, even if that means just in your own house. And that's how I started, too, was working with my own space first. That means the space where I'm spending time or the space, even if I'm walking around, that would be my aura or energy field. That's why you get cosmic shanghai involved. So no matter what, you're working on your own energies and then make that little nook in your house, even if it's just a nightstand next to you. Or if you've got that room, make your area um, and just have a comfortable space. And for me, that was rocks and crystals and shanghai and stuff like that. Um, but the more comfortable you are in your space, then it can expand out. And then I thought, well, I'm really comfortable in all this space I'm finding myself in. So let's expand it and share. It. And then mystical wares started happening. And then it went on from there. And it's just been a roller coaster since then and it hasn't stopped. And I don't think it will because uh, I'm already thinking, what's next? And I literally haven't even opened the doors of this place yet. But we're ready to go. We're ready to go in a month. Um, so anybody can do it is what I'm saying. So everybody don't. Just we're just talking about me as an example. I'm not the only example. We can, again, all start with our own space, no matter how small or large it is. And that can be the thoughts in your head. That's actually where I had to start. To be totally blunt, I had to start with the literal thoughts in my head to slow them down, to make sure they're positive and catch yourself because stuff happens. So then you pull back and just 
I started with all that, and I'm not saying anybody has to start that way, but I did. And then from there, it started going out. And then I looked at different things, different aspects of how I was interacting with others. And that's a continual thing, of course. Um, but literally, you can bring it all the way to just the thoughts in your head and then go from there. Yeah, I had, I had a very similar experience, and I, I probably told this story before, but I was working at the Coconut Grove Theater, <clears throat> which was, a, you know, like a theater. Uh, not a movie theater, but a real-life stage productions and stuff. Very, very old building. I mean, I don't even know how old it was. And I was the uh, cocktail waitress, but... I only had to work before the show, then an intermission, and then after the show, and it was the best job I ever had. But one day, between while the show was going on, um, I started walking around. I realized that there was a whole new section of, that I'd never seen of the building. I mean, a huge section, and it was—I mean, it was just full of furniture and dust and all sorts of things. And I started asking about it when they said, oh, yeah, that, that used to be a, a restaurant type of thing. And so to make a long story short, it was like it just talked to me. So I talked to the manager and I said, you know, if we clean that space out, um, I can put together not only the, you know, uh, a restaurant. I said, but I can bring you a live band. And so that's what we did. And within a matter of weeks, not even, um, we were up and running. Of course, it was back in the 70s where you don't have to have all these health certificates and certificates of how you made things or what the ingredient. None of that stuff was there. So it was a lot easier. And I didn't have the overhead because basically we, the, the theater was running and had the electricity and the water and everything else. So I didn't have that kind of a... A big hump to get over but still the magic that was occurring was really kind of freaky um, at one point I was we, while I was talking to this this guy walked off the street he starts asking me what I'm doing and stuff and um, so while I'm talking to him uh, my the, the guy that was the head of the band he said to me you know we need to make a stage and uh, I said okay let me just finish this conversation and we'll figure it out so I'm still talking to the guy who turned out to be the producer of uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. <laughs> and we got so excited about what we were doing here because essentially it was like taking a, it was one, it was like the second discotheque that would be put in the Miami. The first one was Uncle Charlie's and they were an offshoot of the one that had come out of New York City. Like Club 24 or 36 or something, I don't remember. Um, but I had, had I was a customer of theirs. I knew how they operated, and I said, "Oh, this will be easy. We'll just, you know, open this up as a disco kind of, uh, but more like a restaurant disco. It was a slightly different take on everything." And um, I had a band. I used to. I was working at a um, a private club, and the band that was there became friends of mine. And I took a gamble when I talked to the manager, but then I went to them and I said, would you be willing to do this? And that's how we all got going. But then this guy from Blood, Sweat and Tears walks off the street. He gets all excited about what we're doing and he brings in $50,000. Remember, 70s. This is a lot of equipment. $50,000 worth of sound equipment and completely sound, you know, put this incredible sound system in uh, in that facility. 
But while I was talking to him, I, I look up and here's the guys and they're carrying, I mean, I'm talking like 12 feet of two inch by six inch wood. That's, that's unbelievably expensive wood, even back then. And they're just one there was five of them they're all three of them and there was all they were just kept bringing no there was there was four four or five of them bringing this wood in and i said where'd you get that wood and he says to me it was in the parking lot just laying there (laughs) you know and nobody ever came to claim the wood nobody said why'd you steal our nothing like that it, like I say, it was kind of freaky, the things that, that started happening. And um, so we got up, we got running. I was there for uh, about a couple more months, and then I left and went in the Army. <laughs> but when I came back after four years in the Army, I come back, and the restaurant is not being operated by the band anymore and, and those people. But it was still in operation. As a matter of fact, I got a job there working as a cocktail waitress. <laughs> when I first got out. So, yeah, these, these um, sometimes you just get swept up in something that you're, you're kind of willing to go along with the narrative. You know what I'm saying, Derek? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. But you got to be open to having those kind of experiences, too. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, but you don't have to, you know, that's the thing is that Looking back, um, probably the band was was putting out an image of what they wanted to do next. And probably the manager was like, what am I going to do with this this big section? There was probably a lot of people that had already started a kind of a manifestation program. And then I walk in and I go, oh, yeah, we can do this. Boom, 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 you know. But in your case, it was sort of like the building was sitting there saying, help me, help me become alive again. I miss the people. Uh, yeah, they like the fact that we're using every square inch of this place. And we are from, you know, the whole game floor to all the other stuff downstairs I mentioned and tying it all together, not, not you know, ignoring. Because it's a 18,000 square feet. So to instantly turn a, you know, a usable space, you know, that large into something right away. You know, it wasn't easy, but figured out the right recipe and put it together, it looks like. Now, now this morning you were talking, that you told me about your, uh, the uh, games. And you know, you, this is just, it just amazed me. So you've got these games, and if you go on the his website, Mystical, well, I guess, it's, yeah, I still know Mystical Wares, you'll get the pictures um, on Facebook. If and go you can go to his what what is it bigfoots slat dash den um and see the pictures but he's got this uh, arcade room up well it's the second story and he's got these wonderful looking arcades but tell tell the people what these actually are i mean it's like you used to have to have one game was was one game but now how many games do you have in those things yeah, so for those in chat, <clears throat> I just shared a couple images so they get to see it. But again, they can go to Bigfoot's Den, sorry, Bigfoot's Dash or hyphen den.com. I couldn't get just straight Bigfoot's Den. It was taken and not even used or something. I don't remember. Um, so I didn't try and make the website address obnoxious. But the images I just shared in chat show you. So these are custom made. Some of them are 
pre-made ones that you can buy um, at the manufacturer and get them. But what I'm getting to hear Nancy saying too is they have multiple games on them. So in one of the images, I show one of the, so just visualize for the listeners, just your typical arcade game that you can walk up to and we put brand new bar stools in front of you so you can sit down. But it's not just one game. One of these in particular, the big one, has over 300 games on it. And it's also connected on Wi-Fi. So you can play against other competitors, obviously, globally. Um, so you can sit down and it's not like, Oop, there's Asteroids or Pac-Man or whatever. And we have all those as well. But you have 300 and it just cycles through to find your favorite game from decades worth of games on the one, um, we'll call it a console. They're called emulators is what they are. Basically, they're computers with the downloaded software because a lot of these games, and I may be getting too much here, um, have been are now not licensed. So people can patch them together on something called an emulator and make it look like uh, one of those old arcade games and then uh, build a you know, the whole console around it sort of deal. So that's what some of these are. And there's even a, a tabletop one where you can sit down and it looks like an old, um, I'm not sure what it'd be called, but the old cafe table. And you can look down at the table and the game's built under it and the screen's there. And that one alone has 10, so I think 60 something games on it. Oh, it's in the image up there. So a lot, again, so not one of these are just one game at all. They all have either hundreds or dozens or more on them. So the seven arcade games you see in the photo there really amount to many hundreds of games in that small space. That's just amazing. Uh, technology does have its benefits. <laughs> yeah. uh, the kids are going to go nuts when they find out, you know, whoa, what is this, you know? <laughs> we've been beta testing. So, you know, we, we've had some kids in there already playing around on them, sitting down because I wanted to see different age groups, um, how they would, if they figured out, if they'd realize that, wait a minute, I'm online, I can do that. And they know there's no big open chat rooms or anything like that. It's just like competing to see who got the high score of, whatever game again there's hundreds um so yeah it's kind of cool and they're picking it up there's lots of options and so they didn't have any trouble figuring it out because kids don't seem to no they just sat down i watched them thinking okay the old geek tech support me is gonna have to get involved and they're going about 100 miles an hour i'm like i'm pretty quick but these guys are fast and uh, they just sat down and started hitting the joystick and jumping through screens. I didn't. I don't think I literally said anything, and it, it just went. So that's all good because I was a little nervous. Um, well, I kind of think that kids are being programmed with a certain amount of te technology, because years ago, I mean, I think he's in his late twenties now. Um, but years ago, I was at my sister's house, and I was downstairs in the the uh, guest room downstairs, and all of a sudden, I'm like. I'm, you know, kind of half awake, and I see my nephew, who is, I don't know what his age was at the time, but he was not much more than a toddler, and he, he comes down the stairs, he goes over to the computer desk, and he has to climb up on the chair, and he starts up the computer. I was like, holy crap, oh, this is amazing. I mean, I just couldn't even believe it, you know? So, yeah, another quick, and we got a, yeah, we got a, so in that, I didn't share that photo, I guess I could, on that same game floor, we're calling a game, because there's a whole floor of the building, um, we also have four, well, technically four pool tables, um, 
three for adults, one for really for smaller kids. But uh, we added another big screen TV up there. So for an event space, in fact, I'll try and get some of those photos online right now, at least in chat room. They're on the website again, I think. Um, and, uh, these ones aren't, but they're on Facebook. So like I said, we've got different places contacting us to hold their events here and, and see people. And uh, we can talk about anything else you want because like I mentioned, most of the listeners probably aren't local. Well, um, we're going to ask Mark because Mark had um, some subjects that he wanted to talk about. So are you ready to do that, Mark? Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so what made you call it Bigfoot's Den and has uh, Bigfoot or Sasquatch been in your space yet that you created since you're friends with them? Ah, good questions. Um, yeah, the Bigfoot's Den, uh, came, it was a, um, how do I put this? So it was, I had to come up with a name because, again, once I decided this was happening, I really quickly, because you have to start the, the paper processes and the, the company and the LLC, I mean, it just goes on from there and unravels and the website. And so I literally gave myself that afternoon, it didn't last the afternoon, but I said, well, the name's going to be here this afternoon, one way or another. Um, and I always knew that I wanted, you know, either Bigfoot or Sasquatch in the name. So then it was just me living just a couple minutes running through my head thinking, well, I like Bigfoot. It's it, that's the word or the name they use up here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, so that was kind of an easy call there. And then just as far as from the 3D perspective, you know, it looks better. It just it sits well on, you know, on signs and things like that. So I went from that perspective. But what I did was message Olivia and Jalissa and asked both of them to start coming up with names as well. And I said, well, you know, I roughly want, you know, Bigfoot in there, I think. And we went from that. And then going and within the next hour, we were all at different locations doing who knows what. Um, I started getting, and they didn't know this, by the way. And neither one of them knew I messaged the other one or knew that I'd come up with the name already myself because I was running through my head. I just run 50 notes more than that on my, my little notepad on my phone. And then settled on what I thought was mine. And so I said, I waited for their feedback. That was the one name that all three of us mutually came up with was Bigfoot's Den. And then nobody knew it. So I didn't say, hey, I've got this. What do you think? That, that all conversation happened later. And I don't even, I even told Olivia to this day that that's how the name came. Because I was like, once the name was there, within moments, I messaged her and said, you know, and she's been in both of them, Jalissa and um, Olivia, have been incredible as far as um, helping this manifest and build it and doing so much behind the scenes. So I don't want that lost um, when I speak about this either, because they've been just it's just amazing. Um, and then, so what I said was, we got to start the company, we got to get the website, we got to grab the, you know, the URL, and then a hundred other moving parts. And that happened right away. So that's how the name came was um, a mutual unknown, you know, decision there. And then when I saw that, I'm like, well, that made it really easy. It's Bigfoot's Dan. And then we just kind of hit the floor running. Um, what was the other part of your question? Um, that? that was pr pretty much it. Okay. Uh, I mean, did you have any kind of, I mean, w with us approaching Halloween, any uh, unusual high strangeness or um, things happening in or nearby the, the area you had to uh, readjust or restructure energetically, frequency-wise? Um, yeah, that's a good question, too, and there was, and I just remembered a part of your other question, too, and yes, there was an, an, uh, uh, a etheric Bigfoot that did, and it was a 
above the stage for some reason, which is right here again off, nothing anybody can see, but just right out my window here because I'm on the second floor um, in my office. So like just looking around, not conversing with me, just like checking it out. So my ears are like tingling right now too. Whenever I sit there and visualize, so look back at it, remote perceive, um, it kind of tunes back in. So, so I'm telling them I don't want to chat right now. Um, yeah, someone checked it out. That's as far as now the other strangeness, lots of stuff there. Um, I was walking through here, I don't know, two or three days ago with a couple of people showing them around. Um, we walked downstairs, and this has happened well, three times now, this almost exact scenario. We're walking around showing them this out of the other in Bigfoot, so then we end up down in the basement because this place has been, like we've talked about before, a lot of different businesses or spaces and you know things so a lot of people are familiar with the third level that is underground here and it's the entire span of the building so it's again i don't know eight thousand square feet probably itself uh so they you know we take them down and we talk about it or again they used to work here or something else um but then we're here and nobody's in the building this isn't open it's all locked they'll hear the footsteps above on the first floor or vice versa down below um stuff like that or the lights turning on and off you know your typical you know ghostly things that you would hear in a place nothing negative around here so i haven't had i haven't come in i've assisted some that i've come across but i don't just walk in and say and i'll just put it this way crank up my country music and blast everybody out of that doesn't like country that's not a thing for me it's <laughs> i don't have a better way of describing it but love energy and then you know if it's if you can chill in that then everybody's welcome so that's an, another way of putting it um as far as doing energy clearings and stuff because you know i'm not going to just kick in the door and say this is now mine and you know blast out the last 120 years of you know whatever's been going on um not a great idea so but nothing really let me ask ahead. you did you mm -hmm. did you have a conversation with susan because the last show we did we were doing paranormal equipment and you had that Susan that kept trying to have a conversation with you. Did you ever have the conversation? Yeah, we, I, I communicated for a little bit with her still here. Um, a lady downstairs basement, she died here. I mean, there was no big, again, ex, for me, all this stuff, I go fast to it because, you know, it's just kind of a typical thing for me. I don't, I'm not minimizing her. I'm just saying, to have these conversations and stuff. So I'll never know what's too exciting that people actually want me to say, but we chatted, she's comfortable. It's not a big deal. It's not like a, a negative entity or anything. She's just curious what was going on with the space now, sort of thing like that. Um, but it didn't go much for, even those, and people go, why isn't there more? I'm like, have you ever met me in 3D? Do you know how long, how hard it is even to get in front of me for one thing? It's not some ego thing, it's just how fast I'm going or doing, but even, grab my attention for minutes and it's actually a joke around not around here but even within customers of mystical wares and they'll joke to me and say it's you know laugh about it how now i got to chat for a minute I'm like it's, it's not that i'm super important it's just that i'm super busy is all um so it's the same way when i'm doing it that way with with others but no it was nothing bad there so again that's why it's so minimal to tell you because you know we chatted for i don't know a minute minute and a half I got the the lowdown on what was going on, and I'm like, okay, and doing her things. And she's picked up, picked up on her yesterday. I was gonna say I was downstairs messing around with the, I don't know what they call it now, but just a big stack of 
you know, networking towers and computers, they had all kinds of stuff run through here at one point. So doing the electronics and the wiring downstairs so I could get our custom playlist through the building and it happened, um, so that's good. But when I was down there doing that, yeah, you're down in the dark basement and there's other stuff down there. There was hidden, um, I'll probably have to pull up the floor in a spot because the inspectors came in and were asking me uh, what's under this because there's, it's such an old building, there's a coal chute maybe, I don't know. Down the side, most of it's been covered up or sealed over, but there are certain wooden panels, and they were questioning that, um, like what's behind it. And it clearly, looks like it hasn't been opened in a hundred years. It's like some stuck wooden door. Um, I'll get back there. But what I'm really getting at is the floor, because there's probably a ten by ten foot section. You're gonna get images from the next podcast, and that was like sealed over with a wooden floor. That's I don't know how they got it down in there. It, it's hard to even describe this, but we need to know what's under it. Long story short, whatever was down there um, for the inspection process. So we'll, I'll figure that out. It's literally a little dark room, maybe 10 by 10. Just you got to sweep the cobwebs out of your face, even getting in there. Um, some, I don't know, old equipment or something sitting on the floor. But so we'll probably put plank and look. Then, um, like I said, the coal shoots in there. So that's just a, a hatch outside the building. I don't know. Others probably know better than me, but I think there was a big old hopper of so I think a, a big bucket on top of the building or outside of it. They'd fill up with coal and then basically a, a chute or a you know a duct system that ran the outside and entered down in the basement. So I'm guessing a furnace or boiler down there. I don't really know. There's remnants of again 120 years of stuff. I think. So I was wondering how uh, your son guiding the place and also, um, uh, how do you call it? If you need the smudge or anything like that in terms of, uh, you know, building biologists, they use the EMF meter, but you do yours multidimensionally. So um, what you did with the place could also inspire other people how to, um, you know, do the same thing if they're staying in a hotel at somebody's place. Uh, Airbnb or their own their own uh, place. That's a good question. I mentioned something just happened yesterday too. So the thing is, when you're smudging or clearing energies in any space you're going to be in, sometimes it takes multiple times. Um, and this is the case that happened with me as well. So yesterday I walked in. I was I don't know. I was carrying something upstairs, heavy box. Um, and then I and I was alone, but I walked in the here Bigfoot's den, and I walked in and I. I Felt something, so something drew my attention. Didn't see anything at this point. I was just carrying this big little box, trying to go upstairs, and all of a sudden my right leg hit something, not physically, I wasn't near anything, and I could feel whatever it was affecting, I mentioned it to Delissa too late in the day, my whole front of that leg. So from my foot all the way up past my knee, um, onto all of that so it wasn't a muscle because there's no muscle that connects all that length or anything like that it was a and it was tingling so think like touching a nine volt battery to your tongue the square batteries that tingling but probably double or triple that so pretty strong um just zapping you all of that and then and i could feel it so literally metaphysics and then i'm looking at it that way um when that happens and it was something trying to re-manifest in and i'll just say energy because then that's a whole nother podcast of what was the energy what was it from and you're reading on the whole thing but for this conversation energies things out of alignment with you can sometimes start to re come back again and manifest so i cleared it 
um, in a couple ways. Again, that's a big story thing too, but I did it the way I do it. And so one way you can do it that will help is, um, I think you mentioned the word smudging or clearing, and that just to also open that up a little bit. It's not just saging, there's palisanto, there's any wood. Uh, what it really is, is you disrupting the frequencies in that environment using your emotions and imagination to reset them. So it doesn't matter what you walk around with smoke. Do something non-toxic, of course. Get something you like the smell of. But I'd also say in my experience, don't think that this herb or tree or you know what piece of wood is stronger than the next, unless it's your favorite, and then do it. Um, so anything can be used for smudging. Um, I literally wipe my hands through the air for often because I'm not standing there with a big old you know smudge um, stick in my pack of whatever type of wood or, or brush. Um, so now you can do it any which way. So you don't technically need anything either. Just again, wherever you're comfortable. So I had to do that, and I was getting at was I'm having to do it multiple times, but it wasn't like bad energy. It was a buildup. I'll put it that way. And for somebody energy sensitive, you're going to hit it. And I didn't want somebody else to step in that energy spot and, and not know what the heck happened to themselves when they're, you know, walking through Bigfoot stand with their pizza or something. So I'm walking through in just every space and just evening it out, we'll say. And, I, and just before anybody add, not that you're running, but I didn't then look back at that one because this happens not just here, it happens everywhere. Um, again, I'll just clear it out and then so it doesn't happen again. It's like if there was a spill or something. It's not like it was a, a ghost or goblin sitting there invisibly that I walked into and kicked or something like that. Um, it doesn't really, it works differently than that. That's why I always have to limit myself when I'm talking about these things because I'm like, well, shoot, how do you even explain this? Um, do you sell anything like that in the store uh, as far as uh, what you did and um, anything similar? One thing you can get that we do sell in the store that I haven't talked about in a long time are the, and I don't even remember what they're called, but uh, I think a Aura Healing Pouch was the name I gave it. And it comes with its own, and it's 99.9%, and I've never upped the prices, all those silver's gone through the roof. Um, it's the same price. It's a pure silver bar, a little tiny one. It's, I don't know, quarter of an inch long. It would fit like in a Barbie doll's hand. And they sell them that way. Um, so I bought a bunch of those little silver bars, and they're all stamped and certified. It's not just the silver, because that's a frequency. It comes with shungite as well. It comes with some um, pink Himalayan salt, a little bit of sage. And you can even make your own spin on these things. But that is something um, that we do provide that would help with things like that. So I used to wear one, uh, at times I still do, in a little pouch. So this one, I think, comes with a little green pouch we give it. But you can take that whole little green, which is actually what I do, that green pouch, put all your ingredients in there. You don't have to mix them together. You can keep it all separate. They come separated in little baggies. It's a frequency tool is what it is, an energy tool. Put that little aura healing pouch in your own, well, you can put it in your purse, you can put it in your pocket. You shove it in a, I wore a leather pouch around my neck for several years, and it's still sitting in one of those. So that's something that people can do. Um, and that's a way of smudging. So now... For example, like my leather pouch I'd wear around my neck, you can take that off. You don't have to light it on fire or anything. You can walk around with that thing, and if you're, you want to swing it, swing it. Uh, do whatever you want to do, but that will help reset frequencies. So think like an etheric fan or something like that. It, I've used it as a pendulum many times, um, that same little pouch I'm talking about. So it's, it's an energy tool. It's a, like a Swiss Army knife, not just a, a onesie thing. 
Okay, thank thank you. Um, let me see. So another thing you did with constructing the place was uh, applying that idea that time is an illusion. So you were able to um, work around that, work through it. Um, is that something you can share and how other people can apply that that method too? And then you were able to amaze the people who the old owner owners, I think it was, or uh, building inspectors when you did that. Yeah, a lot of them get amazed at how much they say, you're doing this alone kind of thing. And we're just talking about the physical stuff here. So as far as putting spackle on their paint, building it, decorating it, this, that, and the other stuff, uh, building the arcade games, the pool tables, so that kind of stuff, and getting it all that, that recipe together kind of thing. I work backwards, so I'll see it already done, and I can't imagine I'm the first to do this. I'm sure there's some kind of you know better described way of doing it out there. But what I do is just see it already done, in my head so just use your imagination you don't have to actually see it anybody listening it's not like and you know you have to be able to have that overlay on the wall or something you want to just get the gist of it in your head to whatever degree you can so what i would do is see it already done and they go oh well you know i want it this way because i wanted of course and i did similar mystical wares i wanted the entrance so you want to you have to have that feeling when you walk into a place and and that's the thing not just mystical wares but now here so, you know, for that pause and energy. So then I'd build from there. So I'd see the overall thing, imagine my head, and then literally I walked to the front door and thought, well, what do I, what seems right here? So then all of a sudden I would just, I guess you would say, I'll imagine certain things in certain places. And I just happen to have all these objects, be it big chunks of amethyst or, you know, seven foot tall Bigfoot carved in cedar and little guys. And it goes on from there. So I would just go backward and then and then just kind of keep just building it up. Um, as far as the time thing goes, d work out of time, just see it done. I'm not a big guy that takes breaks. I'll all of a sudden look up and, you know, 10 hours have passed or something like that um, in the day and just just go full bore. And I and just I don't know, I'm just driven that way, I guess. So as far as getting things done that you would think, well, how did that even happen in this time frame? <laughs> and I did that. I've told stories before where I'd show up at, at work at, at the, uh, the prison where I was an officer, 20 minutes ahead of schedule or 30. We know it'd vary because I did this for months um, just by seeing it already done and not not holding so much into that focus. Literally hold it, decide on it, let it go. And then know that it already happened. And boom, I would arrive at point A to point B somehow 10 minutes early and there was no speeding involved because there were cars in front of me one lane road that sort of deal so nothing really changing there um i do that just i don't know how many times before i actually uh, swallowed it or realized that this is actually happening and then once i had that moment or aha moment that it happened more often so i would do the similar things here um and this is a question for both of you guys uh so we have the halloween weekend coming up is there any advice for um uh, safety security what to have on um measures people can take for for uh adding layers of themselves so so they have a you know healthy good time and then um maybe even stuff to have like for emergencies of food poisoning things like that i know like people could always um shungite the if they go to a a, a social a, a party they could shungite the place where drinks are, um, S4 magnet on the table of wherever the food is, things like that to, to purify it. Um, 
any other ideas for uh, not just for a group, but but personal wise? Um, obviously, like for me, I would have the cosmic silver shungite, um, <clears throat> and I have uh, various extra magnets to, uh, to have around for those things. But what do you guys recommend? Um, what I would do on that. So first thing, what I'm going to do is. Um, and Jalissa just joined us, so I'm going to let her speak in just a moment. But what I would do on that one to answer would be like our bowl of candy. So we're going to be here, and maybe she'll even talk about that. But on Halloween, there's a whole deal happening here at Bigfoot's Den outside, and we're going to have a large amount of candy to, to give out. I'm going to put a Shanghai sticker on the bottom of that bowl or basket or whatever the heck we're giving it out in. I'm not going to, you know, there's not going to affect put Shanghai in every little piece, but that is a way you can affect the overall energy field um, on if you're going to be giving candy out sort of thing. And you know, nobody'd really know you just had some sticker on the bottom of the bowl. Um, then use your intention. So then I'd, you know, imagine that whole bowl of candy in that buckyball shape. And yes, it sounds corny, but fill it with love. And that's why homeopathy works or structured water. Um, just focusing your intention on that cup of water or ice cube or whatever it is, and it has an effect. So you can same thing with a little Hershey's bar or something like that. So like I said, Jalissa did join us, so I'll let her give her input on, I don't know if you heard most of that or not, but thanks um, for being home. Yeah, no, I actually, uh, hi everybody, thanks for having me and letting me jump, jump on. Um, I really love the idea of having Shungai underneath the candy bowl because, you know, we can only hand out so many pieces of rocks and most people are just going to throw it anyways, which it's still, you know, going to be uh, energetically, uh, positively affecting wherever it ends up, whether a landmine or <laughs> not a landmine, but or a landfill. So, but sorry, I'm a, I'm a little distracted. I'm excited about going to my kid's school to teach and talk about crystals. So <laughs> and I, I haven't told him about that because I figured you might be here. Um, I don't know if he answered you because she can jump into that in a moment too. Um, did we answer your question, Mark? The other thing I'm sorry, as I didn't let you answer would be, you know, if you can, um, you know, have Shungai, on, so even if you're the parent and you run out with your kids, just have it on you. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to. If your kids are willing to have it on them in a button or, you know, whatever form, drop a sticker in the bottom of their candy bag without unpeeling it. So that's an idea as well. Um, but anyway, did you have any more questions, Mark? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> with Jalissa being there, uh, um, I don't know how, how to expand further on some of the uh, – like at, at school, uh, Shanghai applications uh, for uh, kid safety and uh, different energetic approaches to, especially since a lot of schools have the, the Wi-Fi um, in, in the building. But yeah, if there's any more as far as safety measures people can take, especially with kids around, you know, that, that, uh, that would be a good topic to get into. Yeah, actually, um, so with my kids, it's very hard to get them to, like, wear any sort of jewelry. They can only wear it for, like, a few minutes before wanting to take off a necklace or a bracelet. So I really do love the idea of sticking a sticker in their shoe, like, under their insole. You can, like, lift it up and just slide it in there. Um, I don't even use the laminated ones anymore uh, just because the kids will sometimes find like they can tell like just that little bit of difference in there so i've been able to sneak it in a lot easier uh using a sticker and just pulling it off and sticking that little um, piece of rubber in there and so that's been helpful or uh, some of the keychains on their backpacks um yeah and i actually i haven't really talked to 
any of the teachers or really not too many people locally or in their school about, you know, Wi-Fi and electronics and how Shungite can help. So um, today I actually get to be there and talk about crystals and Bigfoot and, you know, just make it really fun and exciting for the kids. And so um, if I'm able to, you know, uh, I'll be talking about Shungite as well. And so I found, you know, really exciting and fun ways for them to learn about all these rocks and crystals and minerals that they can find around them, but also, you know, why they're helpful and useful and how they've been used and like things that they know about, like watches and clocks and makeup, um, like all these different minerals. And then um, I've even grabbed a piece of Shungite rubber and can talk about that and, you know, pass it around for the kids to, you know, just have a better understanding and idea, like how these um, minerals can help us and benefit us all. So, um, but yeah, I think just getting the kids to have a good understanding, maybe they'll go home and have their parents take them to mystical wear so they can, you know, uh, learn some more and find Shungite. How did you get that job, Angelus? And hello. Uh, so the school has like a program where they'll um, like just, it's only for today, they'll bring in special classes for uh, kids to, you know, explore and experience. So they have like a cheerleading class and they've had like Taekwondo classes. And so I just um, let them know, hey, I can uh, talk about crystals and also Bigfoot and, you know, make it fun. And so they're like, yeah, come on in. So today I get to do that. Did you tell them about the sand things you built and all that? The buckets? I didn't. Uh, the school? No, I didn't. No. No. Uh, so today I'll also be bringing in like these uh, like sensory bins is what most people would know it as. But it's like a big tub filled with play sand and it's actual sand, but it's been cleaned. So there's no uh, gross stuff in it. So, it's you know, um, natural sand that's just been cleaned. So they call it play sand. Um, and then we're going to be hiding crystals in there. So the kids get to uh, like excavate their own crystals. Keep them, so it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Um, I, I'm, I'm just thinking that maybe there's, um, you know, for people out there, you, get your kid, you know, that that are involved with their schools and stuff, that you know anybody could put these these classes together on shungite and energy and you know and you know if and plus the fact is just a really good way of introducing different subjects to different schools so it might be something that if you're involved with your school and any parent should be uh, maybe it's something that you can because i'm kind of impressed with the the school that they're doing that oh yeah 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 it's actually pretty close to um or not that far from bigfoot's den so this uh whole community that we've uh, become a part of it's uh real i don't know low-key, down-to-earth, and just very loving and accepting communities that we're uh, a part of now. So it's exciting. Awesome. Sorry to interrupt there, uh, Mark. No, that's that's fine. Um, I didn't really have any more other questions other than um, weekend events. I know you guys have another fair. Um, any any other highlights uh, upcoming, especially with, with uh, Halloween and um, anything like that? The uh, yeah, we do have a fair uh, mystical wares this weekend. That's that's right. That's our isn't that our like? Our, it's like our Halloween. Yeah, basically event. A Halloween event. And then we also have the uh, 
So a lot of different vendors there. We do have a webpage on mysticalwares.com that we show the different vendors that will be there. Um, and it's loosely every other week we have it. But yeah, this will be our, our Halloween one. But here at Bigfoot's Den, regardless that we're not open yet, um, there's still, and uh, we're going to be here because the city of Cedro Woolley is having the you know local kids do a Halloween parade where they go downtown. So this will be called the Old Downtown, um, as a lot of people know it in different cities. And they're going to go to the businesses and whatnot. So I'll be in my Bigfoot costume. Jalissa has a, a costume as well. She'll be in and we'll be out there gifting out, you know, like we talked about earlier, you know, candy and whatnot. And probably some gift certificates, I'm sure. And turn on all the lights so people can see in. But yeah, it's unfortunate. We won't be open for business, though. So that'll be happening. Maybe at least the uh, spiritual, energetic version of, of the place since... Um... You put so much work into it is, is open, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe we have had a grand opening. It's just <laughs> it's happened on other levels right now. They're they're having their grand opening events. We're waiting for the physical one. I'm ready to go physical here too. Open those doors. <laughs> uh, what do we got here? We got like twelve minutes. Um, we could also talk about the. Uh, I mean, it, especially with the weather change, you do offer uh, weekly and monthly free scalar energy. So uh, that's some, that's always a good thing to revisit because people forget and get lost in, in life being busy. That's actually good. I'm glad you brought it up because there's been some uh, issues on the website. People will see I've had some limitations, meaning I don't have a computer at a certain location and sometimes it takes me a day to get there um, to where I can edit it. So it looks like the session's either running or not. So I apologize for a lot of those snafus. They should be evening out now, but the sessions haven't stopped or paused or missed or anything like that. Um, it'll get more accurate as far as the uh, the wording and text and the links online. Um, but I have changed it. I think where I had to settle, because I'm trying to figure it out where, okay, well, I'll be at Bigfoot's for sure by this time or this time to print the list. So I have to work all that in. So it's changed now to, I believe, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific time is when the sessions run. And you can sign up any time of day um, for the sessions up until 9 a.m. And then pretty much within a couple minutes span there, I'll then have updated the website and started the set up the next session um, and chosen what that is too. So, but that's some changes that you may see. Um, but, and hopefully again, it'll get a smoother transition on the website as I add access to more computers and things like that. Um, well, go ahead. Let's just uh, the scale. The scaler session it goes for twelve hours, and what he's doing is he's setting up a scaler machine. You sign up for it every week. You have to re-sign up because you have to be engaged. You know, if you just sign up once, you might forget that you're supposed to be that this is happening. But if you have to do it every every week, it gets you. You, you get you, your mind gets engaged in it. And you you still get the scalar effects, but you want to engage with that scalar field because a scalar field is going to allow you to, let's say, enhance, I'll, I'll just use that word, enhance your own intuition and your own programming for your own body. And so that's why, you know, he decided that he should have it every week that you sign up. It's used to be 11 o'clock eastern time now it's going to be 12 o'clock so whatever the time is if you go to sign up and you see it's a different time it's because of this adjustment in, in Derek's schedule 
and you know it's just going to be you know an hour later but it's free it's free other people would be charging you a great deal of money for this this ability to be able to be completely engaged with a scalar field and i don't want to get into the details of it but if you go to mysticalwares.com slash scalar you'll come upon the page that discusses the scalar sessions and uh, gives you a link to where to sh- where to sign up. So give yourself that it's it's the new it's the future of medicine. You know, using these these energy fields in order to just enhance to give you, because a normal human being is is always in an energy field. Unfortunately, it's not a good one. <laughs> but in a scalar field, everything is balanced out. You're in a safe haven to be able to really focus on yourself and your family. I mean, it's not just limited to yourself, but it enhances your imagination to be able to, let's say, stabilize your own energy fields and to work towards making everything around you better. Um, I've had guests when I, when, uh, during a scalar session, and I can tell you that those people are... are you know they're in it too you know <laughs> i'm having such a wonderful day yes i'm glad you are and i know exactly why but i don't want to get into all the ramifications of it you know um so j- just you know go to this the mysticalwares.com slash scalar and you'll be able to find out more about it back to you guys um yeah and yeah go ahead mark Oh, and so, yeah, you offer this weekly and monthly, so if people do want to support uh, your work, they could buy something off the store. For me, there's you can never have enough S4 magnets, especially with all of the holidays coming up, uh, friends and family being at different events, um, and then an extra sticker or two to put in your phone, not peel off, you know, but just put it between the, the cell phone case and the phone so that it can be constantly reused and... Um, when you're out and about, you always run into people you know. So you could hand them this, and then when <clears throat> when you meet them, see them, meet them in person, then have them put the sticker <clears throat> in in their phone so that they don't forget about it and do it later. Um, as far as like the easiest things to buy, Shungite soap, things like that. So uh, back and to you, Derek. Whole, whole online store is uh, looks like fifteen percent off for the month. Um, so it looks like there's a coupon code spooky for the month of october so anything they buy be it stickers nuggets or soaps or whatever um they get 15 percent off looks like through yep, the whole month so october 31st um we are going to have we're putting together i guess totally different topic here on on bigfoot's den website a online store as well there's nothing in it now so there's no point really looking and we're gonna have an online um menu as well where people can do online ordering and stuff as far as food but of course that's for locals but there's going to be a store where people can order and uh, if need be we can ship it because it'll be our, our merchandise and some bigfoot stuff we're going to get on there as well so i just want to mention that there's more than just the images at the website it's just it's still being developed now though um anything else <clears throat> julissa wanted to share while she's uh, around anything else to ask earlier on to anything else been happening around here and you know me and on to the next thing too quickly. Um, 
I'm just so excited to open up Bigfoot's Den, and I really wish the health department would come out and do an inspection so we can get our permit. But, um, you know, all these pauses and delays are for a reason, of course. Um, so we're just trying to be patient with that. Um, but I'm just, like I said, the just being in this community and how everything, you know, ended up working out for us to even be in this building and space and to start creating Bigfoot's Den is all just um, uh, just very synchronistic and perfect timing and just how it all played out. So it's really cool experience. And now the class that I get to go do with my kids and I'm, yeah, everything's just been really good. So um, I'm not sure. Did you have any questions for me? I've been, you know, you know, we've been busy with trying to open this up, so I haven't really listened to any of the podcasts lately. Um, but, oh, thank you, Relaxed Self, for the comments. Uh, that's very sweet of you. Uh, yeah, you guys do, go ahead. <coughs> go ahead, Mark. Uh, you guys do have a, um, empowering anointing oils for nurturing light in the darkness um, class or program today? Yes, uh, Michelle uh, Mailer with Circle of Healing Essential Oils will be at Mystical Wares today, I believe, at 4 o'clock, 4.30. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, we only have a few minutes left, so I guess anything else uh, worth mentioning or upcoming events, uh, interviews? Oh, you're on a couple of podcasts. Ooh, I don't know which ones I haven't announced. Uh, Gadget Storytellers? Did you announce that one? Nope. Oh. <laughs> so we that's should. actually being released tomorrow. So it hasn't been released yet. Oh, so that's the po okay. The podcast name is Scattered Storytellers. Um, I don't probably any most podcast platforms. Um, she'll be on there. And Liz, yeah, she was a lot of fun. And actually, what we talked about was some of this stuff here. So I won't get into all that that we were just chatting about as well. Um, as far as locally in Bigfoot Stand, but how it ties in is we also chatted about some other business owners here locally um, who've been. A big help to us um, in various ways, and they're they're friendly. So, just like Jalissa was saying, it's we're getting um, help here from what we just keep calling the locals because you know people walking by, they're friendly, they're excited. There's we can almost at any point look down stairs from our our office floors up here on the second level, look at the entrance, and there's somebody up there with their hands across their face peeking in, mm -hmm. looking in, and and or we get business cards for uh, to contact them and things like that. So they're excited not just distributors and things like that, but the, again, the local community. So, and we keep getting asked, so that, yeah, I don't want to say too much more about the health department because that's all we're waiting <laughs> on. They're busy, I'm sure. Yeah. Everybody's busy. Um, and, you know, in, in my world, if it's not already done, it's too late. It's already late. So I got to realize, well, I guess I don't control everything. So that word she kept mentioning, I don't understand. I think she said it was patience. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Well, and speaking of the community and our neighbors, I'm sure Derek's talked about, you know, just we we need help with anything. We have so many great neighbors that are willing to help us uh, carry a big pool table upstairs if we need it or, you know, whatever it is. Like everyone's willing to help each other and to make sure that our commu the community here continues to grow. So. Yeah, that, in that instance, she's talking about that was the owner across the street of Luke, who owns Old Timers Bar, that typically you think, well, that's competition. No, he comes over and helps. He's there anytime I need him. So stuff like that is really working out. So that's awesome to see. And also Livewire MMA. And Livewire, they're, they're initially yep, helped out with that as well. A, a bunch of their people. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's been awesome. 
I know we're getting close to break here, Nasty. I don't know how close we are. You got the clock. Yeah, well, we can take it now. Uh, Jalissa, are you staying around or do you have to get to the school? Um, I will be here for a little bit longer before I have to leave. So. Okay. All okay. right. All right. So we're going to take a break. And welcome back to Shungite Reality. It's the second hour on October 24th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condit, Mark Joseph, and Jalissa Helm. Well, Jalissa's Condit, excuse me. Um, so, do you have something else there, Mark? Or Jalissa or Derek? I don't think I have anything too exciting. 
Um, is Jalissa still there? As yes. far as like, yeah, like, <clears throat> so in combining like the stuff that's available in the store and um, raising the frequency of, of, of kids, uh, EMF protection. So I know there's various necklaces and pendants in the store. Um, <clears throat> you had the uh, S4 buttons. Uh, if, if you know the necklaces is kind of getting in the way there's also keychains right s4 keychains so what else um what, what else in the store we could uh buy as far as especially with with um the trick-or-treating and in the halloween parties in the weekend so any additional things uh people can have on them uh children too that doesn't get in the way but but really helps a lot like the s4 powder can be put in their shoes or feet um I don't know any other ideas like that. Well, another great tool that we have is the S4 paint. So you can go around and paint like all, like um, my kids are already on laptops and they're in elementary school. So uh, I have bought my son headphones to use while at school and, you know, dab a little bit of that shungite paint on there to help. Um, I can't go and put a sticker on all the laptops in the school, unfortunately. <laughs> Like, what is this? So uh, maybe while I'm there, I can go put a little dab of paint on all their computers if, if I get a chance. Um, but that's a really great option. You can even put a little dab of paint like on earbuds. Um, but we do also, I know not really for Halloween, but great tools to have at home. We have the little safety plugs that we put the Shungite paint on um, and also the uh, outlets, the outlet wall plates we have available as well. Um, so great to have in home because even if, you know, an outlet's sitting open, it's shooting out that frequency and we can all feel it or whether we realize it or not, and it's not healthy for us. So um, having that around outlets is definitely a good idea if you can. Um, but if you did get the paint, it's really affordable to, you know, you don't need a whole lot to make a difference. Um, or anything else that you can think of no the, those outlet plugs yeah that you mentioned were are a good one too and anything she talked about too even if you don't get that stuff you can buy the shungite rubber liquid rubber and put it on your own stuff so you don't have to like buy our off-white or whatever color they come in nowadays um either switch covers or outlet covers you can just use your existing ones just take the two screws out take them off dab a little bit of that shungite rubber um in the on the inside of it put the cover back on you don't even see it so that's one option if you wanted to do that um and then even that for your kitchen like your blenders mixers things like that because stickers come off they get wet i get it so then on the bottom there's always going to be a a sticker or there's going to be a qr code or some somewhere where they tagged that device or machine that's where you can put the and i would suggest probably shungite rubber in those cases because um, of course it's going to resist the water better than the shungite paint um so one way to get it on there without having to have a sticker yeah and really just i guess doing the shungite grid is always such a great idea and we haven't i mean we have a bigfoot's den now with shungite all around it and in um our area but definitely could get those you know just toss some rocks out or powder out wherever you know you're walking and trick-or-treating if you really wanted to just hopefully people you know they might think oh, what is, what's that person doing or what is it that they're tossing out but you know that's always uh, you know, great just to have it in your area. It reminds me, so the other day, Nancy walked up to me and told me that here locally, that, you know, you don't know it, but the Shungite grid's already here. And they weren't talking about the one I did. They were talking about, they were talking about Cedro Woolley. 
because they'd walked around and already tossed Shanghai Nuggets um, in their in the vicinity wherever they live here in Cedro Woolley as well. Um, that was interesting to hear too. Oh, yeah, that was already done. It's, it didn't make it on the Shanghai Grid map. I mean, I haven't even added it. So um, not all the points are on there, even though there's, I don't know how many thousands now. But yeah, so that was funny. Somebody told me about that. Him and his wife walked around and did it. Oh, nice. Well, talking about the grid, Jan Shaw went to a, uh, like a health fair thing this last Sunday. And I said to her, well, you know, maybe you'll, you'll find somebody that, you know, you can connect with. Well, there was a lady putting on a Shungite talk. This is in Great Britain. A Shungite talk, and it was the end of the day, and uh, Jan just didn't think she wanted to stay around, but she made a point of finding the lady. And she walked up to her and she said, um, you know, I, I edited a, the Shungite reality book, and the woman went, oh, you're Jan. <laughs> and it turns out that I, I, and I don't have the... the you know the facts in front of me and i apologize for that but the story is so great because you know that's how far this 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 whole shungite grid is gone this woman and her husband work with shungite and have their own you know but she said that absolutely that she learned from us she listens to the show she's uh dedicated to it and uh it's it's much great. I think the grid is much farther than what we know because we didn't know about this woman, you know, and that she's so dedicated to Shanghai and a great follower of us. She uses she puts uh, our website up uh, on her on her on her merchandise. I mean, on her website. So, yeah, the Shanghai grid is all over the world. <laughs> Just wanted to point that out and share it. Yeah, and it's actually a great time right now while we're going to, you know, all the trick-or-treaters, so any of the parents that uh, have that or are taking their kids out and you're walking around the neighborhood, why not toss some rocks if you can? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, when I grew up, trick-or-treating was like the biggest day of the year, you know, because, well, mom had 10 kids. Well, at the time that we were really going out there, um, it was probably eight but I think it was just, she loved Halloween. She absolutely loved Halloween. And oh, this is so strange. The local Catholic priest became a friend of my dad's. And he and then a friend of the family. And he came over at Halloween, one Halloween, and handed her two masks. One was of a gorilla, and the other was of this kind of skin skeleton. They were terribly, terribly scary looking things. But what she would do is she would dress up like she had this old uh, mink coat thing, you know, fur coat thing. She'd put that on with a gorilla mask and she'd go to her friends like the week before Halloween and she'd knock on their door. And no matter how many times they did, she did it to them, they always had the same reaction. And I, I mean, I always want why, why, why did mom get so into Halloween, you know? Well, then I was reading up on the uh, Soel, the, the the holiday that actually, you know, sort of is the one that they point to regarding uh, Halloween and stuff. And it was a Derek, uh, Derek, <laughs> Druid um, custom. And what they were saying about this holiday was that you had to go crazy once a year 
You know, just make a day where you you just dress up, you do crazy things. Because if you don't do that, you're going to go crazy during the, the year. And so I think mom maybe had been a druid in a past lifetime because she didn't go crazy the whole time I knew her. <laughs> but she sure should have if I know, you know, bringing up 10 kids. And uh, she always, I, the longer I, I'm alive, the more she amazes me. But Halloween was a big thing for her. Anyway, it was just a side thing. <laughs> Anybody? I remember holidays like that too, uh, being the biggest deal, of course. We'd go out there with our, our whatever, you know, sometimes a pillowcase, depending on. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that was a big deal thing. And oh, yeah, it's. But we had the masks. Well, of course, you probably too, where it was much more limited. Nowadays, you can go to these. Halloween stores that pop up here, there, and wherever during this time of year and get all kinds of really highly detailed masks and costumes and trinkets to go with it. Where back then it was like, pick your, you know, you got to be Spider-Man, you got to be Superman or Wonder Woman, you know, in the little packs that you'd buy at the grocery store. Or at least I did. We didn't, maybe there were those stores and I just didn't know it. But we were much more limited on costumes, is my point, to where they weren't as elaborate or intense. It was like sometimes literally a piece of paper. I'll, now here's where I'll date myself too, like those old Denny's, the restaurant um, menus that you should be used to be able to punch, punch out the mask. Oh. Am I the only one that probably remembers this? But that's how it used to be there. You go to Denny's, and that was so you'd have a pirate, you'd have a who knows, a dozen different ones. You'd have the kids menu, choose your food, and then to keep us entertained, you'd be able to literally push out the mask and wear it at the table there at Denny's. Mm -hmm. That was back in the 70s and 80s, probably before that. I don't know. I think McDonald's did something like that, too, with their little... Um, I think so. Their Happy Meal, the Happy Meal box. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, another little ironic uh, twist to the Halloween thing, talking about the costumes. Mom made a bunny rabbit for me. It was for me. And I wore, wore this bunny rabbit thing for, uh, I don't know, three or four years and won the costume things at the you know the high school or whatever wherever we were going but uh, when you were talking about that i remembered the bunny costume the rabbit costume you know and i thought this is too ironic because if anybody jumped down the rabbit hole and is probably farther down that dang that dang tunnel than me i don't know but maybe mom had some knowledge of where i was gonna go in my lifetime right oh yeah let's make a rabbit I just find that kind of amusing. <laughs> yeah, she may have been intuitive more so than you know. Um, oh, I think she was, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. I think Jalissa might be recording. Yeah, here. I need to run, so I'm going to start getting things ready to head to my kids' school. But thank you so much for letting me jump on and, and talk with you all. It was fun. Go do good work. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Be safe. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, I don't know if I did. My, I don't know. Did we ask Mark if he had other topics? Because I don't know that I have anything on my list. Yeah. So uh, I was focusing on uh, the store and uh, with the change of seasons, things to reexamine. So, <clears throat> like, not just with kids, but, you know, having people who don't like necklaces, you have a lot of bracelets here. And <clears throat> if, if you click on each one, it does go into. Because each. They're basically Shungite with <clears throat> other different uh, crystals. And, and uh, for me, I, I bought the um, Hematite and Cosmic Silver. 
uh, bought that a couple times and but I don't know if, if you have any recommend recommended ones for people to to get um, you have about nine or ten different kinds of uh, bracelets that's yeah, a particular yeah we're gonna yeah and try and expand that as well because they are good blends or energy blends and I'm literally wearing the um, Mukai and cosmic silver shungai bracelet myself right now and then i have a a custom one made that i don't think we're gonna i don't think it's up there yet but we're going to it's a palo santo which is a wood often used for smudging like we talked about earlier so they're but they're beads so palo santo beads with cosmic silver shungai as well and again i don't know if that's one of those nine ish that we have available now but i will be giving the thumbs up on that one because i've been um testing it and working with it and it's really great for just what i was talking about earlier as far as smudging because your intention is often if you know about palo santo for smudging with it shungai clearly clears energy <clears throat> excuse me pun not intended um and then so that's a great tool in itself literally having it on my and i work i almost hesitate to say some stuff because i don't know people think you have to do this way or the other but because i'm right-handed i move my right hand to i'll say sometimes it happened yesterday. Literally, take an entity off of someone. I usually don't get into that part of it. That it was attached to them, and I use my right hand. So then, knowing I do it that way here in the 3D, that I'm literally just before I catch myself, I'm literally going to reach out, and I don't have to do it with my physical hand, but I tend to do it that way. And part of the the armor on me when I do that is that Palo Santo Shungai Cosmic Silver Shungai bracelet. Um, for that reason, because that's the hand I use for clearing. So think gloves. So if we talk energy here, and I never thought about trying to describe this, this is why you see me stumbling, but because my right hand gets dirtier and I do stuff with it, I like that extra clearing on that hand. And on my left hand is where I'm wearing my Mukai Cosmic Silver Shungai bracelet. Um, so think earthing, grounding. So I, again, I've never thought about this, but kind of holding all of my left hand, using my right hand to, to do what needs to be done or removed or reset. Um, and I, that just, my intuition just led me to do it that way and it works well. Again, I didn't just sit down and focus on it, you know, which one needs to happen. It just came as we all should do it intuitively. So for you or whomever, if nope, my left hand, well then put it on your left hand. Um, but that is just something I've noticed here recently that I tended to do without thinking about it. Yeah, you do have the Shanghai Palo Santo bracelet. Oh, it is. Good. Because you shall talk about stuff and it won't be online. Um, <laughs> you know me. <laughs> so that's awesome. So somebody did it. Um, so that's great. Yeah, that's that's and you can set those around too. So I'll also use them. Set like my bracelet will come off. It'll sit right on top of my phone on my nightstand. I keep it as far away from me as I can. But for lots of reasons and emergencies and other things, I keep it just past my arm's reach. So I'm talking about, yep, when I'm laying in bed at night, if you have a nightstand near your bed or whatever, of course, don't put your phone next to your head, anything like that. Keep it minimum arm's distance away. But I set my bracelet on top of it additionally. So that's something I do too. So it's not just sitting there, um, you know, being a harmful thing. So that's something you, I mean, because I don't sleep with mine on. I have a pendant. Or actually, the most often thing I have is a piece of Shungai rubber under the mattress sheet. I don't know how I got into telling you how it's all set up, but that's one way to get it involved. Shungai, you know, is using Shungai rubber under your mattress sheet. Okay. Um, I do have something here I wanted to play. 
and I'm afraid if I wait much longer, it's going to not really make it here um, because it's 13 minutes. But what this is, is it's a uh, clip from an hour show uh, with Billy Carson. And it's talking about the uh, heart-mind uh, connection. But it goes way beyond that. It goes into the to DNA and sound and energies. And, and so it's a real good, uh, let's say, enterology uh, clip. So I'm going to play that right now. And um, like I say, it's 13 minutes. But because I really wanted to get Derek's uh, take on it. So we're going to play that. We're going to start with brain-heart coherence. Um, I really do think it's really important to understand uh, physiology, your physiology, how to control it. Because a lot of the things that you're going to need to apply to create manifestations, to create macabre, uh, you know, star tetrahedrons uh, you can, that you can get into and get into deep meditations with and so forth, um, you're going to need to be able to control your physiology, control your thoughts, control your reaction to things. You can have to control your triggers as well. So we're going to talk a lot about brain-heart coherence for a little bit, and we're going to go into it, and I'm going to give you some techniques and tips that you can actually use in your, in your life right now to uh, take advantage of these brain-heart coherence techniques. Brain-heart communication. The brain and the heart literally communicate with each other. You have two brains, really. One is your heart and one is your brain. The coherence hypothesis states that the coherent flow of information within and between the physiological systems and processes in the central and autonomic uh, nervous systems and the body plays an important role in determining the quality of the feelings and emotion one experiences. You understand this. So basically what's happening is the connection between your brain and your heart and the flow of energy in between and the exterior input you're getting from the outside can cause different kinds of reactions and pressures and perceptions that cause the brain and heart reaction to change your physiology. You could be experiencing something that puts you into a fear mode, which is a flight mode. You could experience something on the outside that then comes into you and brings you into a love mode or peace mode, an empathetic mode. All of these have to do with brain-heart coherence. And what people don't realize, it seems like... Um, an automatic response to what's going on around you, like the way that you respond, your emotions and how you react to things. But a true adept initiate, a true master, will be able to control all emotion. You remember Spock from Star Trek, the Vulcan? You see the Vulcans had, had um, excelled to extremely high, a, a very extremely high level civilization and extremely intelligent beings that were capable of doing many things in many different uh, galaxies and in many different um, uh, planetary systems. They could be science officers on any planet. They could be a science, a, a, a commander or a captain on any starship because they control their emotions and they lead with logic. Now, you don't have to be as stoic as a Vulcan, <laughs> but what I'm saying is it's very important to understand how to control your emotional output. And when you can do that, you can harness that emotional energy and you can you can actually alchemically convert it into things that need to be taken care of or directed in a way that benefits you better. <clears throat> the ability to alter one's emotional responses is the central to is essential, I'm sorry, uh, to central to overall well-being and meeting demands of life. One of the chief symptoms 
of the events of such trauma that overwhelm our capacities uh, to successfully handle and adapt to them is a shift in our internal baseline reference, such as there ensues a rep re uh, repetitive activation of the traumatic event. Uh, so we like to repetitively go over things that were traumatic to us. We live with them over and over and over in our mind. We have to stop doing that. The past is the past, and you only experience the past as a memory because you are literally uh, creating that memory in your mind. You're, you're, you're uploading that information back to the front of your mind again. It had already been stored in, a, in, a, in a, another location in your brain, and you keep reliving it, and you're reliving it over and over. So what we're talking about here is the way that we're responding to exterior input, uh, if we're if not if left unchecked, will cause us to be able uh, cause us to lose control of our physiology and go into depression, anger, frustration, fear, all these things that bring down our immune systems, bring down our consciousness, bring down our frequencies. Your body is an actual internet. All your cells, all your atoms inside of your body, all of your different uh, organs. All this stuff is a multiverse, and the multiverse is on this net, and, the, and, and it's all communicating. Heart's communicating with the brain. The heart's and, and the brain are communicating with uh, endocrine systems and everything else and glands. It's a very sophisticated system, okay? Very, very sophisticated. How can you control this? How can you regulate this? We discussed the hypothesis that self-induced positive emotions increase the coherence in bodily processes. So your ability to self-induce positive affirmations, positive thinking, seeing the good in a negative situation, instead of taking an L in a bad situation as a loss, take it as a learning lesson, okay? And reprogramming yourself in those ways will get you into a better heart-brain coherence frequency, giving you the ability to not only conquer the situation or the problem, but take you to the next level consciously, uh, and also be able to then even share and spread that knowledge with others and walk in a positive vibration always so that you can continue to control your reality tunnel and don't let these blindsided things and issues destroy your inner peace. We can't allow the low frequency mindsets to destroy uh, all the work that we've been doing to get positive and stay positive by allowing uh, these low frequencies and this, this sorrow to seep in and then to relive over and over again. Without establishing a new baseline reference, people are at risk of getting stuck. So without establishing a new baseline reference, a new baseline reference is when you literally say, okay, um, this situation just happened to me. Let me learn from it. Let me take the positive out of it. Okay, great. I've got that now. I've got, I've got a good understanding of that. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to speak positive. I can handle the situation. I'm going to excel past the situation. My life flows abundantly. Abundance is going to come to me. Solutions for this situation are going to come to me. Solutions will find me. I don't have to find them. I'm going to, I'm going to move in positivity. I'm going to move in unconditional love. I am a powerful being. I am phenomenal. I am great. I am good at what I do. I'm getting goosebumps just saying that right now. So I'm, getting, I'm literally getting goosebumps, guys, while I'm saying this because I truly believe it. And that's how you have to say it. You have to vocalize it verbally, out loud, creating cymatic frequencies coming out of your throat, which we're going to talk about today, that go out into the ether of space-time and alter future realities in the third dimension. When people say, what do you do for them? And they ask me all the time. I say, well, you know, I, uh, I create ripples in space-time that alter future realities in the third dimension. How do I do that? 
because I vocalize positivity. I impart wisdom, knowledge, understanding. I am and I'm imbued in, with power and, and an understanding and divine knowledge and wisdom. And I walk in that power and that grace. And when I walk, doors fly open. So that's the mindset that I'm walking with. And when I walk like that, I feel like I'm a superhuman. I'm a super, I'm a superhero. I'm a multidimensional superhero and I start of a human avatar body. And that's the mindset that you have to operate and walk with. And if you don't, then you fall into this mundane cycle with this very low frequency, poor heart brain coherence that puts you into a mode of suffering. Uh, so, you know, this is what we're talking about. This is amazing stuff. I hope you guys are really understanding what, what I'm telling you here. The scientific truth behind affirmations, proof that DNA is programmed by words. That's how powerful this is. Cymatic frequencies are powerful. That's why you have to speak things into existence. You can't, you can think them. Thinking is good too. But when you speak, spiritual teachers have known for millennial that our body is programmable by language, words, and thought. This has now been scientifically proven and explained. Human DNA and consciousness act like a biological internet, it seems. This is from a science magazine, okay? <clears throat> Real science. Let's go over some. Recent scientific research carried out in Russia can now explain a phenomena such as the clairvoyance, intuition, spontaneous and remote acts of healing, self-healing, affirmation techniques, unusual light auras around people, namely spiritual masters, like rainbow light bodies, for example, and how people can use mind power to influence weather patterns and much more. Yes, you can change the weather individually or even collectively. You can alter weather patterns. That's the power that has been scientifically proven inside the human avatar body through the use of consciousness and, 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 um, and vocal aff affirmations. Back in the old days, now when you read some of these books about witchcraft and things like that, you would call it casting spells what these witches were doing and these wizards were doing, they understood cymatic frequencies and they knew how to knew they knew the power behind it and they knew how to use, utilize those cymatic uh, frequencies to create the reality and outcome that they were looking for. The research also, also shows that there is evidence for a whole new type of medicine in which DNA can be influenced and reprogrammed by words and frequencies without cutting out and replacing single genes. <laughs> Guys, I don't know if you hear me, but this is amazing. The research also shows <clears throat> that there is evidence for a whole new type of medicine in which DNA can be influenced and reprogrammed. What I started off talking about at the beginning of this workshop, reprogramming, programming, we're in programming code, understanding how to reprogram this code. You can reprogram your DNA without cutting out and replacing single genes. So how does this happen? Only 10% of our DNA is used for building proteins like muscle, skin, and organs. It is the subset of DNA that is of interest to Western researchers and is being examined and categorized right now. <clears throat> Living chromosomes function just like solitonic um, uh, holographic computers, which uh, basically use uh, indigenous DNA laser radiation. This means that the scientists managed to influence the DNA frequency See, DNA has a frequency. You hear me talk about this all the time. DNA has a specific frequency, and it resonates at the frequency that your brain-heart coherence is operating at. When your brain-heart coherence is disconnected, your frequency drops. When your brain-heart coherence is connected and functioning properly, and you're in a zen mode, 
your brain heart coherence creates a higher frequency, which runs across your DNA, giving your DNA the power to connect and quantum entangle with the universal consciousness. No DNA decoding is necessary. They're finding out now, guys, how to utilize frequencies to get DNA to act differently and reprogram itself based off of pure frequencies. Okay. The, way, the reason why we can speak and vocalize and talk to each other is because of as above, so below. Our DNA also has the capability of communicating. Now, and so as above, so below, you go to the above, what is it? Well, we're vocalizing and we're doing what we're doing in the below, which is the same exact thing through frequencies. DNA operates on frequencies and it can be influenced by frequencies. So why is this important for us everyday folk? Well, it was also experimentally proven that one can simply use the frequency of speech to influence the DNA frequency and alter genetic information. And the results achieved are dependent upon the frequencies, which are your thought statements, your conscious thought backed by vocalizations that are going to be used. This is possible because living DNA will always react to language. This is science, guys. You got to understand, this is real science. This is, it, this is possible because living DNA will always react to language, modulated laser rays, and even to radio waves. Okay? Think about that. Always. This is how DNA operates. It operates based off of frequencies that it picks up wirelessly and wired. If you're wired, like right now, it's wired into the body, the avatar body. But it's also wireless because it can go outside the avatar body and connect to wireless sources. Even a radio, even a passing radio wave frequency can actually interact with your DNA. Why is all this important? Because we have to understand why we are the way we are, why we think the way we think, why we operate the way we operate, why we're not manifesting what we really want. What, what are we overlooking here? What science, what understanding of how we operate in this matrix are we missing? So, what did you think, Derek? Derek? I'm back, struggling with the mute button. Um, let me grab my notes here. I took a couple notes. But, um, no, I, was, he was, I agree with everything he was saying, of course, because he was just basically repeating and tying it together. The science that's been done. I liked his comment on the immune system. Can you get close to your mic or something? You sound a little low. Yeah, it's because I was pointing my head the other way. So let me put this note in front of me. That should be better. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I was talking about the whole sensory neurites. Or actually, he didn't, but that's what they are. That's what your second brain is down around your heart is, you know, 40,000 and approximately uh, sensory neurites are called. So brain cells that, build, that make up what often we call as your heart chakra. And that's that whole, and he kept switching back and forth between brain heart or heart brain coherence either way it doesn't make a difference on how it's termed but that's what he's talking about is we just have to realize you have a second brain um tool down in your heart as well and then they're they're merged um i'm talking about other you got in all kinds of good stuff um of course um thoughts directly affect you physically we all know that we've talked about it. it's called the placebo effect or a miracle either way energy work um and now just because, and unfortunately it took, you know, a scientist to dub it such for some people, and probably none of our listeners, but some individuals to believe it or, or get it. But it's always been a thing. Your thoughts affected it. Um, 
if, if our thoughts can affect a, a plant, and I think everybody already knows that, that that's just a, a done deal, been shown I don't know how many times, literally negative thoughts or positive thoughts will affect a plant. Well, they sure affect yourself when they're coming from you, the thoughts I'm talking about, or energies. So that's just kind of clear logic to me. Um, so I like that he was pointing that out. And then he talked about changing DNA. Well, sure, looking at epigenetics. But even regardless, I mean, there's been studies shown where they, and I'm going to just describe it in, in quickly here, but studies where they took, you know, frog DNA, a salamander DNA, two totally different creatures, and then basically shot light through it, a laser, carried the genetic code over to the other egg, and it changed in different sealed containers and vessels. And there's articles and studies showing on all this. It's been done a few times, um, probably many times. But that shows you that frequency, and it doesn't have to be in the form of a laser, frequency, which is your thoughts and emotions, can transfer to other thought um, things. Um, so, yeah, there's a whole lot he said in there, of course. I don't know if there's anything specific you want to get into. Well, the, the, the thing about it is, is that, that I actually wrote about, um, you know, the con- voice being the, the Russians look at 60 or 90 percent of the DNA, which is called junk by the Western scientists. They looked at that and they were the ones that determined that it is a programmable situation in the most efficient program additive is the human voice. The human voice will change DNA. I I wrote that in Cosmic Reality that I had heard it, you know, some 10 years before that probably from the Russians. And now it's in Science Magazine. You know, I mean, this guy is impressed because the same way I am is that, wow, the science finally got here after 20 years. You know, why? Well, because there is a, a, an opening now. It's all in the timing. And there is an opening in that more people can understand that very simple formula. How you think, that's your reality. What you think is your reality. But it goes beyond that in that if you are thinking in a certain way, you are actually physically changing your own DNA. And I'll tell you, after I learned this thing about the, the DNA and the, and the way, I mean, the, the, the human voice is so powerful, I got, I got real, let's say, focused on not getting too excited. I used to be one of these people that, you know, was like really loud, really in your face. But after realizing the power of the voice in, in your own physiology and that of anybody else is listening to you, um, that made me, you know, draw back and say, you know, don't say anything that's not kind. Because, yeah, sometimes I get a little bit, but nothing like I used to. And I, I, I because I, if, if I go overboard and I, I get somebody triggers me for whatever reason and I'm responding like that the reaction that I have is the programming for all this these decades of understanding that and continually resetting 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 what happens is there's an automatic reset 
Whereas before, I could get emotionally charged and then not be able to get out of that emotional charge. Now it's there's an emotional explosion, but then right away, the the whole concept of get back to right, get back to right, you know, hoponopono, whatever you want to use to get yourself back stabilized. Now, one of the reasons that I, I am absolutely sure that we're having a very, very definitive and powerful experience here on the earth of advancement of enhancement is because one of the first things that I realized about Shanghai was that when I got when I started using the Shanghai and it was my friend Reverend Brown that came here brought me the Shanghai so I had the nuggets and I had uh, pendant and um, then I started buying, you know, everything I could about Shanghai. But when I in experiencing it, I realized that my mind was clearer. I didn't even realize I had a foggy mind. But the more I worked with the Shanghai, the more clear my thinking became. So because it was happening to me, then I started to uh, talk to people that were getting into Shanghai and stuff. And, you know, it, it became apparent that, yes, there is this this fogginess that disappears. So I could explain it because of the change in the electromagnetic fields. Your brain isn't being attacked by it. Uh, you know, I could go there easily um, because it was true. But there was something more to it. And that's when I began to look at the pineal gland. Because this little pea-sized gland in the middle of your head is the first gland that shows up in an embryo you start to see this gland the first thing the first thing that you start to see growing inside this sack of pre-embryotic life okay is that pineal gland now it's got these crystals in it and one of the problems we have in the United States in particular is that fluoride which they put in the water is attracted to the pineal gland and it actually ends up gunking up the pineal gland so the crystals don't have the space to be able to vibrate correctly and we know that shungite um, eliminates fluoride from the water so I think that there is a real connection between shungite in the pineal gland and the fact that it in in the states i don't you know i don't know what i know that they, they, they don't have this fluoride situation in, in a couple of other countries maybe not even when i was looking at it, there was a couple of other countries but it's the united states and this was the the fluoride was used in nazi germany in the concentration camps because it made the people docile. So one of the things we have to, you know, realize is that being becoming a Shungite being is becoming more what we were built to be. You're you're getting rid of a lot of the electromagnetic poisoning. You're getting rid of the fluoride poisoning. You're getting a, rid of the brain fog. Your body's beginning to, you know, flourish 
because you've made all these other changes. So um, I just I just uh, think that Billy was so excited because the science is there now. Now the scientists are talking. Not that not that we're not scientists. Not that not that the Russians aren't scientists. It's it's like they've changed the narrative, and that change in a narrative is because people are ready to hear it. I think. Back to you. Or Mark. No, I, I say I appreciate you talking about the pineal gland part of opening up decalcifying and all of that because yeah, that is a thing. Um, yeah, not a fan of fluoride myself. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's pretty awful shit. <laughs> yeah, but um, so is—is is there anything you you want to uh, you know feel like you want to talk about regarding enterology or anything else, Derek? Um, no, I'm just I'm looking over my list here too from that uh, clip that you played to um, what we thought. Yeah, we chatted about all that stuff too. I mean, he was—I like the way he just spelled it out. I mean, of course, you can listen to stuff by uh, by lots of people out there. Doctor Joe Dispenza, and you'll get into the heart-brain coherence. Um, and then, well, again, like I always like to say, is don't—I would say I suggest people don't get stuck on the fact that well, I don't feel anything because I'm not energy sensitive. This, that, and the other. It, you can just, again, pretend it, just it, believe it's happening, and then that's how it happens, because that's how it happened to me, some of this stuff, too. I'm like, well, no, because, you know, maybe, let's put it this way, maybe I could see something, but I couldn't feel it. So then I realized, oh, wait a minute. So the people that don't get to, like I call it cheating, see these energies moving, um, and they don't feel it either, well, then they think it's all make-believe or not real, and now they don't get to take advantage of it. No, I mean... Say that's like saying salt and sugar are the exact same thing because they look exactly alike. I mean, no, they're sure different, aren't they? Yeah, you don't want to put salt in your coffee, um, things like that. So they make a difference. So just realize that it is real. And if that means you got to just go logically through your head first and read the science studies or talk to your friend who does it, whatever the thing is, if it's energy work or psychic thing, but just realize it. And then coming from that perspective or space, as I'm starting to call it, then it gets stronger then you're open to it and you have more synchronicities you find more breadcrumbs in life um so don't yeah don't ever just feel like well it's others that can do this thing no and you don't have to do stuff anyway you just want to perceive experience more of your reality not limited to the 10 percent, and then see what comes in um, and that's one of the best ways to open up to it and listen to programs like this that keep telling you it's real. <laughs> you know, talk about programming. You have to program yourself to sort of believe in this stuff. I think there's a, uh, you know, the deeper you, you, you get into questioning, question, 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 the answers come to you. But you have to be engaged with uh, what's around you. If you just keep watching the television and getting programmed by the, the media and getting programmed by the people that you know don't know what they're talking about but you don't know that because you don't look at other options and right now there are so many options out there in alternative views i mean obviously we have an alternative view on reality than what is being presented in mainstream media or in the schools or in you know, a thousand trillion different ways. 
it, Dolly on uh, Say What did a very interesting reading. It was an anonymous writer who basically stood up and was a vax person, apparently, a vaccinated person, and stood up and applauded all of the people who would not get vaxxed. And it was a really, really touching rendition because he or she, you know, talked about what, and she was talking about it, it, you know, like what we put you through, you know, because she was buying into the fact that, yes, she had been on the other side and she was saying the thing. She was stay away from the family, you know, all the things that people who made the decision not to be vaxxed encountered. And now she's completely turned around and she is applauding the those people that were awake and aware but also heroic that you didn't succumb to the pressures you know you you kept on on target no i'm not going to do that i'm not going to do that and it was a really very uh just a good presentation of where we should be because the, the, the facts are coming out that everything that we said was true. And now people are beginning to understand that when they can get out of their own being and realize that, oh, I think I might have gotten programmed. They say that it's easier to, you know, uh, scam somebody than to convince them they've been scammed. So one of the things that we need to do right because we're in this particular situation, in my opinion, is to realize that those people that said, I don't want anything to do with you, they may never come around. They may be just so locked into it that they're never coming around. But be open and kind to those people that treated you like crap. Sort of set it aside, because... You can't carry that pain, basically, of how badly people who made the decision not to get the shot went through. I mean, I've heard the stories. We've all heard the stories. Heartbreaking stuff. You know, they couldn't be with their mom because they weren't vaxxed and she was dying. You know, that type of thing. That to, 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 let the, to let that pain go, to let those hurts go. And just be there for those people like this anonymous person who realized that, oh, wow, I I made a terrible mistake and is open to being accepted into our reality. You know, just because you took it doesn't mean you're a lost soul, you know, because there's a lot of things that can be done to clean that crap out of your bodies from the 3D to, you know, metaphysics. So I think that and in and, and, and being kind to people and being, you know, generous and understanding compassion, all of those wonderful words that we use when we're being what I call, you know, examples of the God that we would all like to hope is in charge of the universe an all loving one. Um, tomorrow on Radio 5G, I am going to play the entire hour of that clip because it gets into a whole lot of stuff but then I'm also going to follow it by uh, three or four I can't even remember now um, smaller shorter clips you know 
eight to, to 17 minutes that he's Billy's done his research. And when you listen to him, he can give it to you in a very understandable way. And he has a vast amount of data that you can access by going to his website. And that on Radio 5G, that's the show I'm going to do tomorrow. And um, I think we're at a point where we can really understand there it is it science is is just a you observe what's happening around you you figure out what you think might be happening and then you observe to see if what you think is happening is happening that's a scientist you can have all sorts of degrees but those degrees indicate that you're in a box you've been taught how to think you know so everybody that does the work that we do from Derek to to Mark to myself we're all scientists it's just that to win the minds and hearts of the public, you need the certified scientist. And in this kind of action that we're having out there, it's actually reprogramming. Because in the end, it's the people that were thinking outside the box that were right. So we're in a, we're in a very exciting time. And I know if you, you look at any of the the mass media out there and what's happening, you know, you can be scared. But, um, I mean, I just want to get into this because, again, uh, Derek, I don't know if you can e answer it or feel comfortable doing it, but, you know, there's a big threat of World War III. And yet, from so many different sources, we've been guaranteed that it will be not a nuclear World War III because of the influence of the nuclear explosions on the stability of the universe. Are you familiar with that? Oh, yeah. I've heard it put or described all different ways as far as that. And no, there's, there's not going to be any big nuclear world war if that's what their meaning World War Three is. And yeah, things are different. And there's no, it, it, and it's not like, and you're not asking me, you can't go to some, no one can go to some, any psychic or a seer and say, what's the future going to be? It's all being manifested by all of us every moment. So there is no, if somebody does look forward on something like that, they're looking forward on one, okay, timeline. That's a good word. Timeline they're looking at. That's not <clears throat> necessarily the one that it's on that we're going to be on. And most of those aren't set. People think timelines too. I've heard it described. And I realized during the show that they were saying, oh, that means the way the, we'll call it a play, the play is going to go play out. I'm like, no, that's not a thing either, because I can see that it all gets hazy or fuzzy and changes as as understandings change, which is why they try and affect all of our understandings on everything from TV, radio, what they show you and don't show you, or internet or whatever. Um, no, there's no set timeline or a way the play is going to end, anything like that. Uh, we all have an effect on it. Yeah, I... Every single every single timeline possible is is possible because somebody thought about it. So that's how a timeline starts. Some that's how powerful our thoughts are. So somebody starts thinking about a timeline. Now you got the dark side, the ones that want to control the world. I have no idea why, but they want to control the world and the people and all that. They went so far as to actually draw out a scenario, a plan that's gone over for over a hundred years and probably before that, 
trying to create this timeline of their complete domination of dominance of the on the planet okay so what they're fighting against is they can't control what's happening with the people and the people every time they up the game the people up their game it's 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 amazing when you get to a point where you can actually see what's happening it uh okay 5G. We were we were all concerned about 5G, and then all of a sudden we've got this pandemic thing, and so now you're seeing the pandemic covering up the problem of the 5G. Oh, it's a oh it's 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 pandemic. No, it's the fact you were turning on the 5G because all the areas that were responding to the pandemic were the ones that had just turned on their 5G. So then it gets into the to the the concept of well, maybe they weren't after trying to protect the 5G as much as get people so scared that they would take these vaccinations that would then put all this gunk in you that works better with the 5G. I mean, there are so many stories, so many timelines, so many you know possible ways of controlling us that your mind spins. But what they keep underestimating is what we're talking about here the energetic connectedness to all so some of us are are yelling why aren't more people dead because those people are working in one way or another with the energies not the 3d timeline and it's not what you put in a 3d timeline that's going to make it the real timeline it's what energy you put into it and so that's what i'm saying is that we are at a, a precipice here where our energy is now, we're understanding it. This is why they're so scared. We're understanding it. We're learning more. There are more telltale signs that people are waking up. And so you might have, you know, started this day feeling a little funky and down. Well, take what I'm telling you and say, whoa, we are in a good place because people are starting to wake up. Before, when nobody would wake up, no matter what you told them, that was scary. But now it's exciting. You know, the future is exciting. So I'm going to turn it over to uh, you two because we got about less than three minutes. Anything you wanted to say or? I mean, I'll leave it to Mark. I don't have anything. I don't know if he had other questions or comments you may want to make about anything. Yeah, um, totally agree with uh, Nancy and Derek on this. And it's not that we have to go out and change minds. That's why I, I, I keep harping on the S4 uh, magnet and the powder of putting it in people's favorite chair, like at school on their ta table. That'll create the tourist field around them. Um, if somebody's spending most of their waking hours, you know, in front of a, a desk um, <clears throat> and then the energy around other people. Um, there is a question, quick question here in uh, <clears throat> the Facebook group. Uh, I'd like, I'd like to shung out my household water. It occurred to me that all the water comes through the water softener. Has anyone tried putting shungite stones or stickers in the water softener? In the water softener, I don't know if anybody putting it in them because I don't know how many different types there are. But often those things are full of you know salt and different things that you actually the water gets run through and then processed out of there. So. I don't know. 
I don't know. I've never, I've never heard of it in there. I've definitely had people put stickers on the outside of them because some of these water softeners have, again, um, I don't know, containers or, you know, sometimes they're as big as a 55-gallon drum next to them full of salts and things and sometimes smaller and had nuggets put on top. Um, there is going to be spots of metal on there that you can secure magnet. I don't know that I'd put it inside until I did my research on all the moving parts. I know there's not really probably okay. any parts. Okay. Go ahead. We got to go. We're running out of time. Ah, got gotcha. you. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Be safe. You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.